And um, for our, our opening prayer, I've been uh, spending a lot of time recently thinking about uh, St. Matthew and his call. And St. Matthew um, was a tax collector, and I know that we hear that a lot, and we know that they were hated. I'm not sure we always remember exactly what it was. But um, tax collectors at the time of Jesus were Jews that were hired by the Romans to collect taxes from the Jews to give to the Romans. Now, nobody normally likes paying taxes, right? But the difficulty that made it extra difficult for the, the Jews was that um, they were living in the land that they believed were give, was given to them by God. And you only paid taxes to a foreign government back then. And so they were living in a land that they believed 100% was given to them by God. And yet they had to pay taxes to the Romans. They hated that. And so the Jews that were collecting these taxes were considered traitors. And not only were they traitors, but they were rich because they always got more out of the people than they actually had to give to the Romans. And so they stole from their fellow Jews. And they were always rich. So A, they were traitors, and B, they stole. And so they were hated. And Jesus walks up to Matthew at his tax collector's stand, like while he's doing the dirty deed, so to say. And Jesus just looks past all of that, looks through all of that, looks into his heart, and sees the real Matthew. And he says, say a prayer. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Lord, you are amazing and you look into our hearts and you know us better than anybody else in the world. And you see all of our goodness. You have given us all of the good things in our lives and in our hearts. And you call us to follow you. Give us the courage to say Bless our time tonight. Bless Kara as she shares some words of wisdom with us. Open up our hearts to hear what you want to say to us tonight. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, our one and only Kara is going to be speaking with us tonight. And she graduated from George Mason in 2015. So that was just a couple of years ago. And she graduated with um, uh, a, a drama minor, was it? Yeah. And a music major. So she is multi-talented, right? <laughs> and she uh, she uh, just got married. I think you all know that. Uh, May 6th, 2017. I, I like that. 5, 6, 17. Pretty cool. <laughs> to... Uh, some guy in this room <laughs> to John back there so they just got married and um, one of the things you just may not know about her is that uh, she likes to organize things <laughs> we've, we've been experiencing this but another thing you might not know about her is that she actually um, auditioned for um, American Idol 
when she was 16 years old. Didn't quite make it, but she auditioned for American Idol. Pretty cool. Again, multi-talented. So, without any further ado, our own Carol. <laughs> So I'll share the American Idol story later if you guys want. Um, but yeah, it was a fun time. It was quite an adventure. Um, but um, I'm going to go ahead and start. Uh, well, first off, I just want to say that um, it is a really incredible honor um, to be serving here. Wow, I almost feel emotional. I cry a lot. That is also a fun fact. Um, <laughs> even when I don't see it coming. So. Um, but I really, uh, I can't tell you guys enough um, how blessed and honored I feel to be here and that you guys have chosen to come tonight and um, for some of you choosing to come uh, often um, as much as you can. Um, yeah, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't exist without you guys and on top of that, um, you just inspire me um, every single time I see you and as we do our work, um, Stephen and I uh, just said the other day, we were like, so we were trying to do work more out and about. Um, some of you guys might have seen us at Starbucks a couple weeks ago. So we're trying to like, be out there. We, um, we might run into you guys um, because one of the reasons is because it really motivates us in our work. Um, because we're, as much as I love organizing, um, <laughs> I, I don't do it for the organization, but I do it for you guys um, because God has done just a lot in my life to uh, just help me see um, himself in each one of you and in each person that I encounter. So thank you so much. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start off with um, a little bit of scripture, so which fits very well as Father Jack was talking about Matthew. This is from the book of Matthew. It says, When Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. A lot of you guys have heard that passage before, right? Um, I think this is one, one of those passages that we can, I say this pretty often, I'm sure some of you guys have heard this before, but this is one of those passages that we hear, you know, at mass, or we hear in Bible study, or we hear, you know, in different moments, but we kind of just look over it, right? Oh, it's like, oh yeah, that's the moment where Simon was like, when Peter was like, oh yeah, you're, you're God. Um, but I kind of want to put this in a little bit of context for you guys. Um, if Jesus came to you today, and he said, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Who do people say that I am? What would your friends or people Okay. You can raise your hand. Or maybe what comes to mind when you hear the name Jesus? What comes to mind? Yeah. So people who aren't Christian would definitely say just human or non-existent. Okay. Yeah. So maybe some people that don't even... You know, they, they've heard that Jesus is a part of Christianity, but they don't actually realize that he was, like, a historical figure. Like, he was actually existed in time. Yeah. Yeah, hope. Hope. That's beautiful. Yeah. Would other, do you think a lot of people in the world would say that? Definitely Christians. Right. And then beyond that, I don't know, 
many people that turn to Jesus say that he's hope. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a bad place, like, yeah, absolutely. How about just Jesus? When do you hear that name? Besides church, besides here, <laughs> when do you hear Jesus? People are cursing. Yeah, yeah. So what does that say about what they think about Jesus? Yeah, Chris. It's not very nice. Yeah, it's not very nice. Why is it not very nice? Why why, why does that matter? Yeah, Dylan. Um, because um, they're using his name to, like, as... <coughs> in a demeaning way to someone else whereas um, what we what we believe is that Jesus is hope and light so so using his name in a demeaning way is a lot (coughs) worse than like um, than just oh it's something in the commandments yeah 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 it's because the name has power I feel like yeah whether that's negatively or positive right right there's power there what what do you what do you think those people that just use his name as just like a way of cursing? What do you think they think about him? What do you who do you think that they think he is? They probably don't. They probably don't even think about him, right? Yeah. Yeah. They might see him as some big powerful figure that if you are like going against him, he'll just like bring the hammer down on you. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they if you actually ask him like. Oh, what do you? If they were like Jesus, and you're like, oh, I believe in him, they'd be like, uh, what? <laughs> um, yeah, because they they don't even realize what they're what they're saying, and and then if you went further and said, okay, well, what do you actually think about God? They'd be like, oh, well, probably you know what you think in church and you know rules, and God's gonna you know bring me down to hell if I don't do what I'm told and things like that, right? Good. So. This is a tough question, right? Because Jesus, um, Jesus in the Bible, what do we know about Jesus in the Bible? There's a lot to him, right? So he was a merciful man. He was, um, he did miracles. Um, but was he angry sometimes? Did he like put he down the hammer sometimes? He flipped <laughs> tables. Yeah, he flipped tables. Um, <laughs> so like there was, he was very dynamic as a person, right? Um, but what else? He, Jesus also claimed what? What did he claim? Who did he claim he was? God. God. Yeah. So Jesus actually claimed that he was God, right? So how many of you guys have heard the argument liar, lunatic, Lord? Anyone? Awesome. Great. Not too many of you. I get to tell you about it. Um, (laughs) So C.S. Lewis um, wrote in his book, Mere Christianity, it's a great one. I haven't read it all the way through, but I will advertise it. Do as I say, not as I do. Um, <laughs> and um, he wrote in this book that um, there's no way for anyone to believe that this man was just a nice guy who had good moral teachings, right? Why? Because if he, wa- if he was, then why in the world did he say that he was God, right? Why did he do all of these things? So, in that case, he had to have been either a liar, and actually what C.S. Lewis says, he had to have been a lunatic, um, or the devil of hell, or actually the Lord. And when I say devil of hell, liar, which is really the devil, he's the ultimate liar. So, but but when we look at him and who he was, he couldn't have been a liar or a lunatic, right? Why? 
because Jesus was, there were so many things that people said about him, that he was merciful and that he was humble. And if he was a liar, then how was he able to, um, to do the miracles that he did? And say and teach us so many things that we actually still carry out today. Um, but then, if he was a liar, then everything he had said had to have been a lie. But we know that that's not true, right? Um, and he never lied about anything else. So we have to come down to this to this point that he is not that he is either a liar, lunatic, or lord. And we can't just say, "Oh yeah, he was a nice." A nice guy with good moral teaching right which I think a lot of people in the world might say that and some people actually ignore him and I'm actually gonna talk about that fact that a lot of the time I think even more now I think when I was growing up in high school probably more people said oh yeah he was a good guy a kind guy but would you guys agree that nowadays more people just kind of don't even don't even like talk about him or don't even mention him or don't even yeah like Dan was saying um, well, I want to share with you guys my story about how I came to this belief that Jesus is God. So growing up Catholic, I, I, was, uh, I am a cradle Catholic. I was baptized in the church, and my dad taught me like, everything that I know about um, the Catholic faith. And as I grew older, um, I, I had this like, good sense of, like, okay, God is real. I need to say my prayers. I felt close to God, um, but I didn't really know fully Jesus. And... As I got older and I got into college, um, and I came into the Catholic campus ministry, and I really started going to, into my faith, what I realized was that this this fact that Jesus didn't just, he wasn't just there, and he didn't just die on the cross, like, he said real things that we cannot ignore. And in fact, no one can ignore those claims, and that was what put him on the cross, right? Because the Jews couldn't ignore what he was saying and couldn't ignore what was happening here. And so I think while nowadays most people ignore this fact that Jesus is God or they ignore that, um, that he's a real person, that he, was, that he walked upon this earth, I think we need to actually start realizing like we can't do that. And we have to help people understand like actually know like he said some big things. Maybe we should talk about that, you know? There was so much more than just the nice guy that people talk about. And if you're just, and if people continue to ignore it, they're ignoring something that's right in front of their face. And so when I finally realized, like, oh, wow, like, it's not just God, but God gave me Jesus, and I have to actually learn about this guy and understand what he did, and that gave me the fullness of who God was and the, my actual relationship with him, the one-on-one -on -one relationship that I needed, because without him, I wasn't able to know who God was, and I wasn't able to see that he actually came here to be with me and help me understand that he knew how I felt when I struggled, when I felt like people were persecuting me, when I felt like people were judging me. So we need to get to know this man who is a God. Um, I'm gonna end with this one little um, part from that passage, um, actually. And this is just a quote, actually. But C.S. Lewis says this, Christianity, if false, is of no importance, and if true, of infinite importance. The only thing it cannot be is moderately important. So I want to just um, challenge you guys 
I know that some of you might have already claimed Jesus to be God, and you're, you are totally confident in that, um, but we need to do that every single day. We can't just say Jesus is God and then move on with our lives, because if Jesus is God, there's so much more to this life, and there's so much more to your every day, and there's so much more to your friends every day. So let's, um, let's just take every step in doing that. As I put down the hammer, um, <laughs> I actually want to end with a song to kind of help you guys um, maybe get to know Jesus a little bit more. And if you want to join along in the song.
made me. You roar like a lion, you glare as the lamb, you carry my healing in your hands. Things you need to know that are coming up. Three things. Next week, 